0: The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bucket Plan On Demand. I'm excited today. We've got two great guests joining me. We have our very own Matt Seitz. Matt is head of marketing over at C2P Enterprises, Matt also heads up marketing at JL Smith, obviously our top office out of Avon, Ohio. So Matt has an incredible kind of subject matter expertise and knowledge on all things marketing, specifically related to a high volume advisory business like JL Smith is. In addition to that, we've got Greg Dylan joining. Greg is a partner over at One Team Financial. Greg's been with C2P Enterprises for what, Greg, maybe the better part of six or seven years now, at least? At
1: least, yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And so they've done an incredible job up in the New Jersey, New York area, helping really bring this holistic approach and ensemble team practice to the clients and the community up there. And so What we're going to be talking about today is a lot of the communication throughout the client experience, kind of sales process side of things. And so one of the conversations that I know we've had a lot of discussion around at the planning committee meeting level for the bucket plan is what are best practices to really create a unique experience as that prospect is going through Our four-step process discover, design, deliver, and then hopefully dedicated is where they become a wealth management client. So Matt's going to share some things that they've implemented at JL Smith. But before we do that, Dylan did an awesome top five roundtable at the Mastermind Collegium just back in June in Nashville. And then Greg, you were also just at the bucket plan 1.0 training last week in Cleveland. Before we get on and share some of the things you're doing, I'd just love to hear. I mean, a guy who's been with us for seven, eight years now, obviously an incredible financial planner. What were, and how many times have you been through that training and and what were some kind of key takeaways for you there?
1: So this was my fourth go around to the bucket plan 1.0. And for anybody that's listening that hasn't been through the training, highly recommend it. Despite the fact it was my fourth time through, I guess I'm a bit of a slow learner but every time I've been to the training, I've picked up something, some way to just tweak the process a little bit. And as I shared with you, Dave, walking out of that meeting, my biggest takeaway was stick to the process. Don't try to shortcut things. Don't try to fast forward. And you know, as I shared with you, as I'm walking out, I'm thinking, okay, some of these cases that may have not gone the way that I wanted them to, had I stuck to the process, might there have been a different outcome? So I thought the training was phenomenal.
0: That's awesome. So whether you haven't been through or whether you've been through three times, hit us up for a fourth time like Dylan just did. And, you know, it's amazing. And I always share, you know, with the the live training and the community of advisors we've built, like what we're about to talk about next. I learned from you and I shared with you, like, I have a big prospect right now that I know what you taught me in return is going to help immensely throughout the process. And so I think that's, you know, that collaborative spirit that even if you came through bucket plan a year, year and a half ago, you're going to pick up new one-liners, way to position things. And even, you know, Greg, you, you got up in front of the class and you shared because this concerns and priorities tool is a tool that we teach in the bucket plan 1.0. And it's something that we teach to end at the end of your first discovery meeting with that client. So when you are getting to the point of the meeting where we need to wrap it up and essentially try to encourage them that they want to continue through the process with you. So Dylan, I'd love for you to share. I'm going to pull it up on my screen here so that anyone on YouTube here watching the podcast can see the tool, but talk about how you position this, you know, in the client meeting and then also what you do to follow up with clients and prospects after the client meeting with some of this data.
1: Sure. So to me, this is the greatest tool within the C2P toolkit and there are a ton of great tools. We have each of the clients complete one of these concerns and priorities worksheet and it lets us know what's top of mind for them as it relates to a potential holistic retirement income plan. What are they concerned about? What are the proverbial things that keep them up at night? And we preface it by saying, as you know, most of the folks that we're working with are within a couple of years of retirement or are, they're already in retirement. And over the course of the years that we've been doing this, people have shared with us a list of concerns. We've compiled the most common ones. Do you mind if we take a few minutes and run through them? So if we have a couple, each, each member of the couple will complete one of these sheets and then we'll be able to say, okay, here are the different items that you ranked as number one. So let's just say running out of money is a top concern not making enough on my money is a top concern and a lot, large drop in the market. Those are all three things that they ranked as number one. So I'll say, great. Out of those three, is there one that rises to the top? Is there one that is overly concerning to you? And if so, you know why might that be? And we share with them, we hear that all the time. Everybody kind of has different reasons for saying that. You know, What are your reasons? And then we'll go to the second, we'll go to the third. So once we've kind of identified what are their top concerns, what are the gaps in their financial plan, will create these when you questions. And this is what you were referring to earlier, Dave, I spoke about at the Collegium. So great, when you met with your advisor the last time you did an annual review meeting and you talked about how how to guard against that large drop in the market, what did you guys come up with? And generally they'll say one of two things. They'll say, just stare at you with a blank stare, or they'll say we didn't have that conversation. And you know, maybe taxes is another concern. Well, great. When you sat down and had that annual review meeting with your existing advisor and you talked about some strategies for mitigating your future taxes, you know, what ideas did you guys toss around? Oh, well, we never had that conversation. So the idea is we're asking them questions that we know they are things that they should be doing with their existing advisor but there's a 99% chance they're not because chances are their existing advisor is a money manager. You know, there's a reason that they're sitting across the table from you. It's not just that they wanted to take an hour and a half out of their day and sit down with a financial planner. It's that they have concerns that, and they have needs that are not being met by their existing professional.
0: Yeah. And you know, Dylan, when you shared that just now, like one of the things that I even just got out of hearing you do it again is when you are asking them like, what rises to the top of the list? And then you shared the verbiage, you know, everybody has kind of a different interpretation of why this is important. Can you share that with me? Because like what I've struggled with before is, you know, like, let's say they say running out of money is a number one. And I'll say like, why is that important to you? And they'll be like, well, duh, isn't it important to everyone? Nobody wants to run out of money. But I love that simple way you reframed it of like, you know, everybody has this concern, but tell me why specifically it rises to the top of the list for you is just a great way to continue to extract that information. Right.
1: So Dave, I think, you know, as I shared with you, you know, the other thing that I think is an underutilized part of the concerns and priorities list are the lines actually that are next to each of those questions that you're ranking. Uh, we do, we try to do a very good job of taking detailed notes and writing their words verbatim. So if inflation reducing their purchasing power is a top concern, you know we hear that all the time. Everybody's got different reasons that that's concerning for them. Do you mind sharing with us what are your reasons? And then writing that down in the notes section verbatim, because I know the other thing that you asked is kind of what's our follow up after this meeting, and we want to use their words when we're kind of recapping the conversation that we had.
0: Yeah, so talk about how you recap that after the meeting and kind of where you use this intel.
1: So again, this is a little labor intensive, but the folks that we're talking about, you know, are folks that would be ideal clients for us. They fit a certain profile and we know that they'd be a good fit for our firm. So we're willing to invest a little bit more legwork on the front end to kind of speed things up on the back. So, we send what we call internal, we f- refer to it as an artifact at the end of each of these discovery meetings. And it has a very specific format. So, I'll say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's a pleasure meeting with you. You know, thank you for your candor. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Below is a recap of my notes from our conversation. If you don't mind, please take a few minutes. Let me know if I missed anything, if I misinterpreted anything. And then the body of the email is what we refer to as story, right? So the S is for situation. Where are they today? T is for target. Where do they wanna be? O, obstacles. What's getting in the way of where they are today to where they'd like to be? R is responses. What have they tried to mitigate those challenges? And Y is yield. So what's the impact on them If nothing changes and they continue to go down the path that they're on. And we try to be disciplined to get those notes out within 24 hours of that meeting.
0: Nice. And I love that because it just continues to validate that you are truly listening to what some of their you know, challenges, their concerns and their priorities were. So that's fantastic. So changing kind of, well, actually before we do that, I wanna share one more thing too, for those of you who are veterans and you've been through the training a number of times, the one thing that I do wanna note is on the bottom of every piece that we put out at Clarity to Prosperity, there's a revision date. So you can see this one, for example, I'm highlighting it right down at the bottom, was revised in March. What we did was we took a collaborative approach to just getting feedback from some of the top offices in how they would want some of the verbiage of these written, and we came up with some amazing edits in my opinion. So again, inflation is a hot topic. We changed some of the words around like inflation reducing purchasing power. We have how to draw money from my accounts in the most tax efficient way. So, again, I would highly recommend if you haven't gone through and downloaded an updated version of this worksheet to make sure you do that, because, again, it's always improving and getting better and better based on, you know, a lot of the feedback from the advisors coming through the training and implementing the process. So. Matt, let's change it over to you real quick. You know, I wanted to talk about communication through the process. And so, again for those of you visually looking at, this is the bucket plan, our holistic planning process. And essentially we break each step of the meeting down. We have essentially three steps through the what I call client onboarding. So when I'm using the verbiage with my prospect, I share with them that we've built our planning process around four critical steps. The first three of them are when they are coming on board as a new potential client. Step one is all about discovering where they are right now, giving us a great chance to learn all about them, their goals and objectives, their current finances and taxes and what some of their priorities and concerns are, which was the sheet that Dylan just went, Greg just went over, Greg Dylan. I keep calling him Dylan. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's like, why is his name's Greg, so... (laughs) Uh, But the, the sheet Greg went over, our services and priorities, his last name is Dylan, if you're not looking at the screen here. So that's why if everyone's like, who's he talking about? It's Greg Dylan. Then, of course, the processes. Step two is where we start to design where you want to go, organizing your financial life, understanding your net worth, assessing your cash flow, reviewing your taxes and the amount of risk you're taking in your investments and laying all the groundwork to develop your plan. So I share, you know, step two is where we're really crunching all the numbers. And then in step three, we're going to deliver your holistic plan. We're going to finalize your customized pocket plan align your investments with your market volatility, optimize your cash flow and your income in retirement, provide our specific solutions and strategies and then what the transition and implementation plan would be for you to become in a wealth management client. From there once you're a wealth management client, step 4 is our dedicated service and support where we're delivering active plan management around your bucket plan, all of our ongoing advice, tax and wealth management, proactive communication and education, and we're doing at least one plan update meeting each and every year, potentially more frequently depending on how quickly things are changing, evolving, or adjusting in your financial life. And so this four-step process is what gives us kind of the roadmap of how we bring a new client on from a wealth management perspective. And you know, step one could be one or two meetings. Step two could be one or two meetings. Step three could be one or two meetings, depending on the complexity of the client. And so, Matt, I know you guys have done a lot of work at building like a proactive communication plan along the way you want to share a little bit about kind of what you've done and and how you guys are continuing to bring value to the clients throughout the process?
2: Sure. Yeah, thank you. And and I guess this kind of, like you said, builds upon what you and Greg have shared so far of we're walking them through that process. We wanted to have a documented communication process that went along with it that simplified things for our team at JL Smith as we were communicating, but on the prospect or client side, how can we set and manage expectations through all of those meetings? Cause like you said, Dave, sometimes it could be one, two, three times that you're going through each of those meetings. So how can we set and manage expectations throughout the process, but also how can we wow them throughout the process? And so what we did a while back is is we actually took the same client tiers that we had. So we had done an exercise a few years ago where we broke down our whole client base into the four tiers. We had Opal. Ruby diamond and blue diamond. And so many of you listening might have your own classifications, but you get the idea of what we're talking about there. And we created a, a grid matrix of how we're going to communicate with everyone throughout the entire process. And actually starting even before discovery that Dave had on there. So really starting after our right fit call where we're qualifying them right out the gates, what, what pieces would help them would help educate them throughout the process, what would help educate them about our firm. And then what are those little niceties that go along with it that help wow them? And so how can we tie all of those together? And by putting them in this client matrix grid, it helps our team understand that. And then what it became, and and Dave and I were actually just talking about this recently, it became how can we automate as much of that? Because there is so much that can be done when communicating with your prospects and clients that that accountability comes into play is who's going to check all of these off. And so once we had that all laid out, then we get to take that step back and figure out how much of this can we automate versus how much do we want to personalize and customize kind of getting what Greg said that they did is you, you do want that level of personalization so that they they are wowed and they know that you're listening and responding to their specific plan or process and not just all prospects in general.
0: That's awesome. So Matt, what are some of the examples of things that you do throughout like what would maybe happen after you've identified somebody as like a blue diamond or a diamond potential client after the fit call and then kind of vice versa, maybe if you had like to pull the one or two highlights of some of the different components.
2: Yeah. So for the, the Blue Diamond and Diamond, after we're qualifying and moving them on, like everyone's going to get the things like the, the bucket plan book. We want everyone to, to be able to read that story of what's the process you're about to go through. And that's a nice thing for any, any advisors that are listening here that are part of the, the C2P community there. That's something that you have the opportunity to personalize and leverage on your own as well. Just because Jason wrote it, you can write that forward and use that on your own. All of those videos you're able to use on your own. So we want to make sure we we level set there. So everyone is getting those type of communications, but the more personal ones, Dave, for those higher level, we use like a Yeti mug that we want to get out. There it is kind of a little higher end item early on in the process. We'll send a plant. I know you've done a few interviews on this podcast about the family estate organizer. So for those that are in our diamond and blue diamond, we will actually provide them after they go through the design phase, they'll get a leather bound version of that FE versus the regular binder. So both extremely valuable, but it's that little extra added touch there with the leather bound version that helps like differentiate them as a a higher net worth.
0: Nice. And I would imagine the further they are continuing to go through the process, you guys are okay with spending a little bit more money. So you're tiering at that. The most amount of money is being spent on, let's say, diamond or blue diamond. And then you're probably spending more when they're in step three versus step one, because, you know, step three is going into moving assets over and becoming a wealth management client.
2: Right. Yeah. As we get further along, correct. Yeah. Sending something later on in the process, like sending a plant via courier with that messaging about growing together and, and you know, anytime you can tie your firm messaging into what you're providing to, and it isn't just a gift, it's something that truly has meaning and value is going to go along with that. Just make sure always feel like I have to have that disclaimer when you're doing any kind of gifting, make sure you're running that by compliance first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's fantastic. I mean, at the end of the day, we all differentiate ourselves through experience. And I think that's a big part of it, right? Integrating this holistic approach, what Greg said earlier, not just being a money manager, but looking at all these different areas of taxes and income and social security and all these different components. But then Matt, to what you're doing of just making them feel really special throughout the process also, just hugely valuable. So, Fellas, I appreciate you both jumping on the podcast today. It's definitely immensely valuable. I think I'm going to have to go find a distribution outlet to buy a bunch of plants, Matt, because that's a great idea also, <laughs> helping us grow together. But this was great, Greg. I All appreciate right. you taking some time out of your day to join us here.
2: Happy to be here. Thanks, Dave. I, I, I appreciate you having Greg on too, because after that glowing review he gave of 1.0, having the marketing guy on, I have a new face of the, the 1.0 testimonials here. There
0: you go. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all on the next one. The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit claritytoprosperity.com.